0: Welcome. Welcome. You are now listening to a bite, a bite out of life. Welcome back, everybody, to a bite out of life. We've got Maha, we got Sam, and you got Jordan here. We're just going to talk about what a dentist really does, how you become a dentist too, because a lot of people don't actually know, you know, what work we do to get to the point that we get to once we're actually considered Dr. Dentists. Everybody go ahead and say hi. I think I've been the only one that talked so far.
1: Hey. <laughs>
0: so Sam, can you, I know you did a little bit of research here. So can you please tell us the definition of a dentist?
2: Yes. Well, so I put a lot of research into this. It took me a mere five seconds to google the word dentist Mm. but from marion webster the the definition of a dentist is one who is skilled in and licensed to practice the prevention diagnosis and treatment of diseases injuries and malformations of the teeth jaws and mouth and who makes and inserts false teeth
0: Oh, i know
2: Quite quite the
1: lengthy um, definition, but... I do want to add that we also look at the head and neck region, too.
0: Yeah, that that's thing. true.
1: Yeah, And
0: um, also, I feel like that definition is more confusing than what it has to be, even, where it's like...
2: That is true. So, I bring you to my second Google of the day in uh, the definition of a dentist. And this one is from... A fun little sign I found on Google Images. <laughs> it says, "Dentist is a noun, similar to parents, but they criticize your teeth instead of your life."
0: <laughs> Perfect. I like that's that. Exactly. I it. think that's right. So
2: you sometimes feel like a parent, especially when a- like asking the patient how often they brush and floss. Yeah, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and i always say like if they tell me oh i'm just brushing like once a week and you know they kind of give me that smirk because they know they did got to do better i i feel like a parent because i'm like i'm not mad i'm disappointed,
0: disappointed. <laughs> so,
2: you <laughs> could do a little bit better because we want to keep your teeth healthy
0: absolutely and i think we can kind of talk more about that too because we did talk about preventative care um And one of the big things with preventative care is, you know, doing oral health instructions, making sure that we inform the patient on how to brush Mm -hmm. properly, flossing, using different mouth rinses and everything. But before we get all the way into that, Maha, want to cover kind of how you got to become a dentist? How what what path did you take here for education and training?
1: Alrighty. So what I did is, after high school, I did um, two years at a community college and then two more years at a proper university where I got my undergrad degree. So I got my undergrad degree in biological sciences. People get in different um, subjects as well. So one of our friends who was in down school with us got it in business. Another mm-hmm. one got in chemical got engineering. In Who was that? Chemical engineering chemistry. It was you. You did chemistry, right, Jordan?
0: I did chemistry. Um, Chemical engineering, though, uh, wasn't – there was a person in our class that was a chemical engineer in undergrad. And then, yeah, business. Um, Yeah. So, So, yeah. Go ahead. So,
1: yeah. So, you have to get a four-year degree and get your bachelor's. And then you go to four years of dental school. And then if you really, (laughs) really, really want to, you can do residency for two to three years and a specialty, for example, in oral surgery, in orthodontics, and pedo.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of schooling, and um, I applaud the people who do not go um, or get their bachelor's degree in something, you know, science-related. Um, yeah. Our classmate who um, went for a business, you know, he had to take the required classes to even apply to dental school, like um, biology, organic chemistry. um, What else am I I missing? I think we
0: needed physics, right? We needed
2: physics, we needed at least
0: calculus. Yeah.
2: Which is funny because calculus, now I think of obviously hard and plaque, but (laughs) I cannot do math to save my life. I depend on that calculator like none other.
0: Well, and so it's funny because I, I did, obviously, I had to take calc in college, but my calc professor, because I did not super duper great on my first exam um, in that class, and I kind of realized that I should maybe just put a little bit more work into it, um, and I went into his office and did his office hours and stuff and got to know him really well, and he was saying that he noticed all of, after all of the years that he taught calculus That people that got into like medical school, dental school, all of that did well in calculus and organic chemistry because of the fact that it helps you with critical thinking and how to problem solve. And so he said that there's a lot of like overlay between those two subjects and those abilities, but he obviously said that that's just kind of what he noticed. So he said... Yeah, if you have like a good calc score and a good organic score, agree to disagree. A lot of places will. I don't think a math helped me at all. At you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean,
0: I didn't think that it helped. His, <laughs> like his point was just that it was like for critical thinking, so it was interesting. which makes
1: sense because I feel like it did help us with um, when patients ask you, oh, how much like how much is the total up to? I'm like, okay, let me do a quick math in my math mind <laughs> and I'll I'll let you know.
0: Oh, so I'm bad that, at it quick made me math like that. quicker
1: with math for sure. Quicker with calculating.
0: Yeah, I always have to break out a calculator yeah. for that. Anyways, <laughs> I, <laughs> so. I
2: carry a portable one around. Unfortunately, Just
0: call the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You got me there, sir. <laughs> All right. Wow.
0: <laughs> let's talk about the different specialties in de- or well, no. Let's go go into procedures that dentists do specifically, so that we can kind of cover what a dentist is and what they specifically do. So, um, you know, if anybody, you know, people that are listening to this, I assume that you've maybe been to the dentist once, maybe I shouldn't assume, but one of the things that we do as dentists is we take a look at teeth, uh, you know, both physically by using, you know, explorers, probes, and taking a look with mirrors, and then, yeah, which are just dental instruments. and then we also have to take a look at x-rays, too, to kind of determine what kind of, you know, things are going on in your mouth. And then we have to use both of the, the those pieces of information to make a diagnosis and make a treatment plan for you. And so, Sam, do you want to kind of go over different things that we do as far as the actual treatments that we do as well?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, I obviously want to point out, first and foremost, is that our main treatment and like what we really want to do is preventative care so you know obviously we educate you on how to brush and floss and how many times you guys should visit us and um what you should do in the meantime when you're not seeing us because you know you're with your teeth more than we are um and we'd love to see those pearly whites instead of uh dark brown stuff broken down Bunked yeah teeth. with Bunked decay and
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely
2: no funky stuff so um, if, you know, uh, you come in, we obviously do cleanings once in a while. Um, we love to bring in our, our dental team and our hygienist to get to know you as a patient. Um, so you feel welcomed into our own clinic. And after, you know, our hygienist takes care of the cleaning, if you do have any cavities or anything going on, we would probably you know, start with a filling. Uh, Routine, cavity, uh, restoration. Um, So those are kind of our basic procedures. And depending on how big that cavity is, like what Jordan was saying, um, you have to take a look at the x-rays and uh, also in the mouth. If that cavity is big, then we might be suggesting something other than just your routine filling. It might be a crown. It might be a, a root mound. It might be, unfortunately, possibly an extraction. Mm. Extraction yeah. means
1: taking out the tooth.
2: Yeah. And so we, we don't want to go straight to the extraction. I know most oral surgeons are like, oh, Yes. I want to pull it. I want to pull it. That's, that was Jordan all today before
1: we started.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> as dentists, we try to save your teeth.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And
2: so um, for a crown, I know most people are like, hmm, what's a crown? It actually is kind of like a cap that we put on your tooth. We take down the cavity. Um, we make it nice and pretty so that a cap could go right over it mm-hmm. um if you know that cavity is bigger than we expect and it hits the nerve of your tooth uh it might suggest for a root canal and i know a root canal that word is a scary word
0: yeah Someone even when you're doctor, younger Ooh. Ooh, root <laughs> canal. Yeah, i mean and even when i was young you know like probably five, six years old, I knew what a root canal was in the sense of, no, I I didn't know what it was like. Okay, okay. maybe I should rephrase that. I had heard the term root canal and I just knew bad things about it. So Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, you know, what it actually is. And that, you know, if you're actually doing a root canal correctly, it I mean, it does take longer, obviously, but it really shouldn't be any different than a cavity filling as far as what it feels like. Um, oh, and so a, lot of, a lot of
1: people come in and say, Oh, I heard root canals hurt. Root canals are supposed to take you out of pain, not put you in pain.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. we need to make sure, as dentists on our end, too, that we're making sure that you're not feeling pain during the procedure. And it is a longer procedure, so sometimes we have to give you a little bit of extra numbing, uh, to make sure that we're taking you out of as much pain as possible mm-hmm. while we're doing that procedure. Um,
2: That being said, um, a little tip for um, any of the dental students listening or any, you know, dentists right now, I kind of learned at the VA, if I'm doing any posterior mandibular teeth, so those are like your lower back teeth, um, in terms of like root canal or really complicated like bridge prep, I would block um, do an IAN block with lidocaine, a full carpule, and then marcaine. Because, um, lidocaine obviously is the go-to, but it has a longer onset. So marcaine has a faster onset. And so that gets the patient nice and numb. And then it also has a longer time within your body Mm because, you know, lidocaine, um, is metabolized pretty fast. So you don't want like halfway through your root canal or halfway through your complicated bridge prep, the patient to start feeling it. And I've done it a couple of times um, on my molar endos and it works like a dream. I was just so happy. I was like, this is the best thing I've learned so far.
0: Well, and uh, talking about maracane too, if you, and so we're using a bunch of technical terminology jargon for uh, everybody who isn't necessarily in the dental field that's listening. So, Marcaine and Lidocaine are just anesthetics that we use to, in order to freeze up your you know, lip, tongue, What's make sure you that sound? you're not lip feeling anything. I mean. Yeah. And so, with Marcaine, there's different effects for everything. And so, Marcaine is, like she said, lasts a little bit longer um, compared to Lidocaine. And they're just different types of anesthetic. So, uh, another thing that you can do for uh, with Marcane is for dental extractions, at the end of the extraction, you could always give a little bit of Marcane mm-hmm. and make sure that that lasts a little bit longer so that the patient doesn't go, like it's home and they're not in pain before they are able to take you know Tylenol, Motrin, whatever it is that we decide to uh, request that they take for that pain after that extraction. So you... I actually ended up doing that today for one of my patients. Is oh, getting, getting how do you feel about that? I i was really happy because they had a long drive home so i knew that they were going to stop you know being numb halfway through their drive home Mm -hmm. and then they're up a creek without a paddle and it's just that's not something you want to do to a patient
2: i do want to um correct what i said earlier um lidocaine has the faster onset than marcaine but Mm. marcaine has the faster duration so that's why you're You're doing a nice little um, mixture, a nice concoction of uh, Mm -hmm. anesthetic. Um, So yeah, fillings, root canals, extractions. We obviously do a
1: lot more. like We do crowns and bridges, so we do bridges and implants as well. Mm -hmm. So that's usually when you have a space between your teeth, and we really want to fill that space in because if you're missing some teeth, the teeth that you do have, they have too much force on them and they start hurting later. So you want to make sure that you have all your teeth, all the gaps in your teeth filled out. So we usually ask patients to either get bridges, which is which involves shaving down teeth next to them and adding a tooth in the middle, or an implant, which involves mm, like putting a screw in your mouth and putting yeah. a crown yeah. on top of it.
0: That's the yeah. most simple way to yeah. put it, yeah.
1: Both of them have their benefits. Both of them have their cons. So whenever you go to a dentist, you should ask about the cons and benefits for both of them and make a yeah. decision accordingly.
0: And also, you know, as so for both dentists and patients, make sure that as a dentist, you're not just saying, you know, and yeah, it's going to take a few more minutes, but make sure that you educate the patient on what you're going to do. Show them pictures. I think that showing them pictures of where they are currently and where you want to try to get them eventually is really powerful and it also helps them see what's going on so you're not just saying hey you've got a cavity on your tooth right now we're going to do a filling we're going to do a bridge we're going to do a crown uh sound good any questions and they're they don't have questions because they don't know what you just said kind of thing so on the dentist side make sure that you're educating your patients properly on all the procedures that you're about to do and then on top of that as a patient make sure that you're asking the dentist those important questions of, well, what do you mean by bridge? What do you mean by crown? And ask them to show you pictures of everything too, so that you can be educated yourself, so that you can make a proper decision. Um, So yeah, so those are a couple options. Do you want to also go over options that are um, non-fixed is what we call them? So removable options, Maha, for replacing teeth?
1: So we have a few removable options for replacing teeth. Some When when, um, when your mouth usually has enough teeth, we usually ask patients to try to retain teeth as much as possible because nothing is as valuable as the teeth you have. So we have an option called removable partials. Um, some patients may call them flippers. So that involves replacing the teeth that are missing in your mouth, but retaining the teeth that you already have. Another option is complete dentures. Complete dentures involves replacing all the teeth in your mouth. So if you a lot of elderly patients, they don't have any teeth. So we restore their function, so for them to be able to chew by giving them complete dentures. And obviously you can Google all this. Dr. Google is always available.
0: But mm-hmm. <laughs> don't
1: go too deep. Right, deep. Right. WebMD, Web I get it.
2: I do it, I do it too, and I'm still a doctor. I I go into a deep dark rabbit hole. And then mm-hmm. I start to think I'm the sickest person ever. We get it. We understand that you like to Google stuff, but definitely trust us yeah. <laughs> in our opinion. We're more than happy for you guys to even get a second opinion as well. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead, go out, go see another doctor for their opinion. And just like make an informed decision on uh, mm-hmm. how you want to treat your mouth because that's, that's what we're here for. We also want to be on the same page. Um,
0: And I also want to add to that. So I know that there was a study that was done uh, where they sent one patient case pictures, you know, x-rays, all that to a hundred dentists, right? And they said, put together a treatment plan for everything in this case. Mm -hmm. And so, and the dentists all put together a treatment plan, sent it back in and there were 100 different uh, treatment plans for that case.
1: Wow. every yeah. dentist is going to have a slightly different opinion.
0: Yeah. It's and so out. only only two of the cases out of the 100 were deemed, you know, like that they weren't necessarily necessary treatments. Oh, so wow. the other 98 were deemed by both, you know, insurance uh, experts as well as like dental expert, like dental insurance experts mm-hmm. and stuff like that as appropriate treatments for that case. Wow, So just because one dentist says one thing, too, and another says, oh, well, you know, I would recommend this instead, doesn't mean that the first dentist was wrong, the second dentist is right, second dentist is wrong, first dentist is right. It's just that there are different ways for you to do treatment for patients, especially if you have a more complex case. Mm -hmm. Um, So
1: yeah, so they have, all that, have different reasonings, different approaches to your yeah. treatment, and they're not, none of them are wrong. They just have slightly different opinions on it.
0: Yeah. And you just and, choose
1: what you're more comfortable with.
0: And the other thing, too, with it is not only choosing the treatment plan that you're most comfortable with, but if you feel uncomfortable with a dentist specifically, too, and you want to go get another opinion from another dentist and you feel more comfortable with that dentist... I would never be offended if somebody Mm -hmm. wanted a different person as a dentist. I want you to feel the most comfortable as possible. If you are not comfortable in my chair, then things are not going to go well for either of us. And I mean, and not to like shoo people away, but I've got my way of doing things. And, you know, I try to be as inclusive to everybody as possible and as friendly as possible. But there are some people that just won't, you know, jive with how I do things, and if you feel much more comfortable in Sam's chair, that's the right chair to be in. That's just Aww. kind of what it is too. I,
1: I totally agree because we are we are right there. We're right at your mouth. So if you don't have, if you're not able to trust us, unfortunately, for whatever reason, if you can find someone else that you can trust more, then totally go for it. This is your mouth. This is your own health. So whatever you're yeah. more comfortable with, you should t- definitely go for that
0: and then I, dental students sorry sam no, i just finish this thought care, really you quick. cut
1: me off i oh, don't feel
0: comfortable Samantha, in your ah, no! <laughs> <laughs> so dental students i also want to say that you know there will be sometimes when if you have have to have a patient go to another dental student for whatever reason sometimes that patient is going to like that other dental student more and you can't take offense to that it's just kind of the way that it is. And it's not anything against you specifically. It's just once again, you might not jive specifically. We with talk
1: from experience.
0: Yeah, we talk from experience. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I, I mean, also yeah.
2: um in terms of you know dental students, I've had those moments in dental school and even now that like I I know that I'm dealing with a difficult patient, like patient management wise. And I know that I'm not quite driving with that that patient, and you know I just step out of the room, and thankfully, like at the VA, we have a whole clinic full of dentists and um, like the specialty dentists that I could just walk down the hall and be like, hey, you know, I'm having a hard time with this patient. I did an exam, is it okay if I scheduled them with you because I think you'd be a good fit? Um, And I know, obviously, in private practice, it's not like that. But um, definitely, if you are with a patient and you just, like, are not feeling it or you're feeling a little uncomfortable, just step out, take a couple of breathers, and make a game plan before you go in. Um, But what's funny, changing topics, is... (laughs) I've had a lot of patients in my chair lately who have said, like, it's nothing against you guys, but I just hate the dentist.
0: Oh, every day.
2: I completely agree. I don't I don't care one bit that you announce that. Just because I mean mean, like I understand it. Like you see it in the movies Mm -hmm. that were this terrible monster, you know. By the way, that's not in the definition, so you're not monsters. <laughs> um, but yeah, or the persona of a dentist is quite different than what we actually do, which is funny.
0: Yeah, well, and even my patient today, when I had first seen them, they said, I'm just going to let you know, I don't like dentists. And I'm like, mm. that's fine. I totally get it. And I said, I'm going to try to make you like me as a person. So that you can at least be comfortable with me. You don't have to like what I'm doing necessarily. And I mean, that's not maybe not the right way to say it, but. No, you know,
2: I, <laughs> I agree. No, but like agree. As long you as you're comfortable with
0: me, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. that's
0: as far as we can get with that. And because if you don't like Dennis, period, then I just want to make sure that you like me as a person so that you can at least get Absolutely. trust with me and mm-hmm. understand where I'm coming from so that I can actually help you out. Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things i love about
1: like because i've worked with both of you you guys and as dentists should you guys explain everything one of the main reasons that um patients are scared of dentists because dentists start doing stuff or at least in the past they started doing stuff they didn't tell patients why they actually need stuff done and the patients freak out like oh like what's going on like i don't know they don't know the whole story that's why they're so scared of the dentists but we're trying to change that. We're trying to explain to the patient why everything is necessary. So patient education is very important. And once you explain to the patient why something's happening, they're gonna start trusting you too. They're not gonna know that oh she's not just trying to do this to make money or just because she wants to do this procedure. She's telling me that it's necessary for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's oh. how you. That's how patients are gonna start trusting dentists. Like you need to explain everything to them.
0: And then another step in that direction is doing stuff like this, making podcasts, you know, if we can get like thousands of dental podcasts or like, you know, even like YouTube channels, what are videos on Facebook, something so that people can get educated on
1: mm-hmm. what's going
0: on. Like the more the merrier, like I, I would love every dentist to have their own like little thing to reach out to patients. That's not just the patients that are coming into your actual office. You know, and so I think that that's something that's super important as well um, to make sure that we're educating patients in and out of the actual office,
2: which unfortunately, uh, we're not all singing dentists. I get it. <laughs> we're not as cool. Um, hopefully we don't bore you. Hopefully you you enjoy uh, me picking on Jordan <laughs> like all the time. But um, I wanted to kind of touch back on what Maha was saying about how we kind of explain everything to the patient. And it kind of reminds me of what I've been doing with my patients lately, which I haven't really noticed that I even started. It just kind of popped into my head because at the VA, we work with more of like a older generation you know more extensive medical history a little slower moving than you know most people um and so what I've been asking them is are you okay laying all the way back and I've had a couple of patients this past week be like oh my dentist like I've never had a dentist ask me that and I was like oh well I just don't want to like surprise you at first. Cause you know, those dental chairs could rock you like a roller coaster. You never know which way you're going. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a nice little tidbit to add in this. Cause I hope that kind of built, built some uh, rapport and the friendships that I have with my patients. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I that's super
0: important. Um, and so I know we've kind of tangented it off a little bit. We kind of do that. It it's just, it's, it's fine. So, yeah. uh, before I want to get back into like what dentists are and the different specialties, but I also wanted to talk about since we are kind of on the subject of building a rapport with your patient. And, you know, I was very focused for some reason for a couple of seconds there on like doing podcasts and like doing YouTube. Another thing that I wanted to point out was uh, there's a guy that goes to UIC. For dental school mm-hmm. um and he's very famous on youtube mm. uh for dental digest and he just does this thing where oh. he discloses his teeth so that like stains his teeth and he brushes his teeth and patients well patients i shouldn't say patients but i see comments oh. on those videos where people are like i was afraid of the dentist and now i'm not as afraid because i know that there are dentists like this guy out there so You know being very open and public about what we do i think is super important as well this might be a little bit more uh lengthy and boring of a a, you know boring i shouldn't say that but boring of a way to reach Um, patients oh my gosh sam stop it (laughs) 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 so um anyways i think that is super duper important that we do uh connect with our patients on a level further than just, you know, I need to fill your tooth. Um, But let's get back to, I need to fill your tooth and talk about the different specialties within dentistry just really quickly as well. Um, Pause,
2: pause, pause. Wait, I do want to say before Jordan, you know, hands it over to Maha um, because we do want to connect with uh, the patients. uh, We will um, have uh, but what am I trying to say? I apologize. I'm trying to say that we have a beautiful email that you could always give us a message, shoot us an email on questions, concerns, or comments, and that email is Jordan Franklin. What?
0: <laughs> you don't know it is what happening.
2: I don't think it's, he told
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: okay, it's a bite out of life at gmail.com. So can you spell that? It's spelled just like how the podcast is spelled. A-B-I-T-E-O-U-T-T-A-L-I-F-E at gmail.com.
2: As you can tell, we we also have hard times with the alphabet, but it happens. The alphabet, B. B. <laughs> So,
0: Ma, let's get back. Uh, do you want to go over the dental specialties for yeah. us here? Um, so, so there are
1: a lot of dental specialties. The ADA, which is uh, American Dental Association, recognizes 12 of them. So there's dental anesthesiology, which, which is a department that usually works with oral surgery um, to help people patients get out of pain. There's dental public health, which involves... Um, looking at communities and helping the population come to a better dental
2: or community they look at um, from the community and they make decisions that will help a greater population than just an individual but obviously with the those people as they're helping communities they also help
1: individuals so you get the best Mm -hmm. of both worlds Mm -hmm. absolutely and there's endodontics, which is usually specialization of root canals, root amputations, all of that fun mm-hmm. stuff. It's funky. Funky. <laughs> funky. Funky. Okay, keep going. role and maxifacial pathology. So what do they do, Sam? Well, as I open up my next
2: sushi box, <laughs> oh,
0: this I would love to here. answer
1: that. So they do like management of diseases (laughs) affecting the oral maxifacial region. So they investigate the reason for why these diseases are happening. So the pathology behind it. There's
2: pathology being that they look under a microscope and Mm -hmm. they see, um, they correlate what's going on in your tissue
1: or Mm -hmm. whatever
2: type of um, specimen they have to a disease.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. they look at clinical findings, radiographic findings, all that good, fun stuff. Um, Then there's oral maxifacial radiology. They Mm -hmm. look at all the x-rays and try to come up with a diagnosis for anything that's funky going on in in your head or neck region. There's oral maxifacial surgery. They usually specialize in extractions, implants, um, large surgeries of the head and neck. So if you had like a face laceration, which is like a, a cut in your face because of a accident or whatnot. So there are the persons to go to. Then there's oral medicine. They look into the diagnosis and management of medically related diseases that also affect the oral maxfacial region. There's orofacial pain, which is specialty of um, pain disorders of the mouth, jaw, head and neck. So if sometimes people have TMJ problem. So they have pain in their jaw. So the oral facial pain specialists are the ones to go to for that.
0: And you did a little rotation. I did. There for so, dental school. Also, so
1: general dentists also have a lot of training that as well. I got some training in diagnosing oral facial pain. So it can be like random pain in your eye maybe or in your in your jaw area. So we come up with diagnoses based on clinical findings, and x-rays as well.
2: Which, okay, a side note. I want to tangent a little bit about this, but um, there was this guy, um, he was in our dental school class, and I was talking to him, you know, just catching up on him, catching up with him, and he mentioned that he actually stopped by the um, oral medicine clinic in our school because he was really concerned about this bump on his I think it was his like cheek but it was more like his uh, near his like jawline okay um and he was like yeah like it's been there for a while Mm. it was like hard but palpable and movable and um he wasn't just like he was I guess he was just really nervous about it and so I'm just like looking at him because he still has it on his face And he was like, yeah, I went to the doctor there and she said, everything looked fine, like nothing to be concerned about. And I'm still staring at what he was talking about. And all of a sudden I blurt out, uh, is it just a pimple? And he goes, yeah. Like like under the skin pimples. Yeah. he, He went, (laughs) <laughs> to the oral medicine clinic just to figure out it was a pimple. And I was like, haven't you ever had those? Like, they just feel a little bit harder, a little bit deeper under your skin. And he was, he learned something new that day. All like, right. Yeah, just a, a little. you did not have acne as a teenager. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay, continue. All right, it. moving on. There's orthodontics, which most teenagers are familiar with. They're the people who give you Braces, but sometimes it gets very complex as well. So braces, Invisalign, the new thing, they're the people to go to. There's pediatric dentistry, which specializes in, like kids. I said, meat, kids, woo. children dentistry. There's periodontics, which specializes in bone and gum disease. And then there's prosthodontics. Our very own Dr. Prieto is a prosthodontist. And they specialize in restoring function in the mouth by giving you new teeth, etc., cetera, et cetera. And, Either
2: fixed or removable.
1: Either
0: fixed or removable. Along with uh, that specialty, there's also people that are, you know, a little bit more advanced and they do even facial prostheses for, you know, if you Absolutely. had some type of, you know, resection of your you know face for any reason at all if it was trauma cancer um and those people are just amazing because they can do so much and mm-hmm. i i'm just amazed by certain faculty that were able to do that and oh, once we God. learned it, i was like i i mean i could never do it just because it's so difficult so mm-hmm. sorry go yeah, ahead So Mama. these
1: are the dental specialties general dentists usually have training in these fields as well however Many dentists are not 100% comfortable with certain treatments, so they may refer you to a general for um, to a certain specialty. specialty. Mm-hmm. So, a general dentist may be very comfortable with doing a root canal for you, or they might not be. So, if they're not, they will uh, refer you to a specialist. So, usually every year, general dentists go through CE courses, which is continuing education courses, in which they learn more and more. So, if a dentist right now is just Doing normal root canals, crowns, They in the future, they may start doing braces as well. So that's why you see general dentists doing a lot of other procedures as well. Mm-hmm. They may not be a specialist, but they have received training in those other fields as well. Yeah. In case Absolutely. you're concerned about, oh, you're not, you're just a general dentist, right? Why are you doing a root canal? It's because he has had training in doing a root canal. Mm-hmm. So he's Absolutely. comfortable doing it.
0: And yeah, and everybody's uh, level of comfortability is going to be different. There will be dentists that you go to that, like Sam, will do molar endodontics, <laughs> which are endodontics on your back teeth, that which is- I would never do personally. Well, yeah, I've been doing- are like,
2: nope, bye. I know that's yeah. all I've been doing. I don't know how because my other residents have gotten like anterior teeth um bicuspids and i'm just sitting here you know hanging out and a patient walks in guess what tooth i got to do a root canal on 30 classic number first molar 19 or 30. (laughs) what a gem
1: and i go hilarious how we in dental school we're we're trying to find these teeth and never i know
2: i know and it's it's kind of wild because um I felt so uh, um, scared of doing like these giant teeth, and I've, um, you know, done a couple of root canals on them already. And I'm like, wow, I don't know what I was thinking in dental school, but I I actually kind of like them.
0: Oh, I like wow. them better
2: than um like anterior teeth. You just have like a wider area to like prep out, and then
0: do we have a future endodontist on our podcast? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. The
1: beauty about dentistry is that you don't actually get bored doing it. There's right. so many different procedures that's that funny. you can do that you you won't really get bored.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, Alrighty. yeah, that's kind of what I. Sorry, we kind of are just all over, but it's just because we love these topics and we're really passionate about it. But I. I think that kind of covers mostly yeah. what we wanted to cover.
2: And I know this one was, you know, a kind of long episode, but we just wanted to give you the general overview of, you know, everything we did, like who we are. Um, make sure that like you're getting the full and best treatment that you can as a patient um, by educating you and giving you little tidbits um, when you go visit the dentist and, Hopefully in our next next coming episodes, we kind of hit on more of, you know, more in detail, some of the things we kind of talked about today.
0: Yeah. And so we're definitely going to.
2: (laughs) Fun stuff like that.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And so, yeah, like Sam was saying, I think we're going to try to get other specialists on the podcast and have them kind of talk even about what Mm -hmm. their specific specialty is all about um because we can only talk so much about it we're not the ones that are actually in it so we'd love to hear we're going to get some actual you know endodontists periodontists all those specialists on uh so that we can actually educate both dental students as well as um dentists new dentists uh and patients as well on what all these specialties do so uh Anyways, we're also gonna maybe dive into the different kind of subspecialties within dentistry as well, uh, which some of us have a little bit of experience with currently. Yeah, so,
1: and we'll also be talking about our lives. If you guys, and we'll ever also be talking
0: about our lives. We will have some episodes
1: experiences, yeah. all the fun stuff.
0: We will have some episodes that are a little bit more like just have nothing to do with dentistry as well so uh just keep on listening if you like what you're listening to make sure that you definitely like us subscribe whatever it is that's going to be on your specific podcast uh you know platform that you use make sure that you rate us too i know apple podcasts have ratings so you know if you're able to rate us uh as high as possible we're able to move up a little bit better and that'll help us out um so anyways thank you so much for listening hopefully you enjoyed this episode And we're going to see you next time. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much once again for listening. If you liked our content, go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is on your specific podcast app that helps you follow along with us and know when we drop new content. You can also go ahead and like us on our Facebook page, or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, any of that, go ahead and email us at abideoutalife at gmail.com. We would also like to remind everybody that the views and any shared opinions of the individuals on this podcast are not necessarily a direct reflection of the views and opinions of the entities with whom the individuals on this podcast are associated, including employers and professional organizations.